Hello everyone, welcome to the Nelson Show, February 25th, 2021, month of February is almost out of here, end of this week pretty much, uh, starting into March, man, time's flying this year already, uh, so my thoughts on that when it starts getting a little later through winter is spring is coming. And that's what I want to talk about, the great outdoors today. And here in the West, Western United States, we have a ton of places to visit. Uh, from not just the state of Utah, which has a ton of national parks. Uh, to name a few of the ones, if you ever do visit here, or if you are from here and want to get out. And there's a lot of places places that people don't even know exist that live here in Utah and if you're coming to Utah to make a list of places you want to go see uh, the most famous ones are southern Utah arches Bryce Canyon Canyonlands uh, dinosaur you have Glen Canyon the Grand Staircase in Escalante uh, Monument Valley Oh man, uh, natural bridges, Nine Mile Canyon. Uh, if you want to see like uh, a lot of Indian writing on the rocks and stuff, it's a good place to just. And you can drive that. It is dirt road, but it's pretty well graded out to where you don't have to worry if you can take a car down a lot of these places, you know. So if you have a four wheel drive, though, you definitely can get to a few more places than uh, just with a car. But most of these places are at least accessible to the main areas and then you know if you want to hike off some of these trails that take into some of these other places uh, to see some of the arches and different things like that typically not a very far or even hard hike uh, certain times of the year it'll definitely be hotter and plan accordingly I guess if uh, you plan on visiting any of these places but so here in Utah you just have a diverse I mean, if you fly into Salt Lake or however you get here, you can literally go a couple hours in any directions and find stuff to explore. Um, like I say, from Salt Lake Airport, you head west, go out across the salt flats from the Great Salt Lake. Um, go east from there, you can end up up towards like Park City, uh, if you like to have kind of a city, artsy type of uh, stay, I guess, but still have kind of a city feel to it, shops and different things like that. Park City has a lot of history as well uh, in the mining industry, uh, ski resorts, you name it. It's it's all up in that area, right out of, from the Salt Lake Airport. Uh, south from there, you know, you're going to be traveling a few more hours if you want to get down towards like Moab, uh, be able to check out the sandstone stuff down there. If you've never been to Moab and done Jeep Safari stuff, you're missing out. Uh, I actually kind of miss it too. We used to go down there every Easter weekend, do the big Jeep Safari Jamboree, do some off-roading, you know, building rigs to go down there to be able to do it go on a lot of those trails you know and they have 
they have trails where you can actually go down there, uh, rent Jeeps and different things, and go on easy trails. If you're not super experienced, you know, but you just kind of want to get out and check out the plateaus up there, this sandstone. They have maps of all these roads and stuff and GPS. I mean, if you take a GPS, it would be pretty hard-pressed to get lost up there. Sometimes you can even download the trails that you're going on onto these GPSs. Uh, so, super fun down there, though, to do that. Uh, you've got, I think it's, pretty sure it's arches that you can access right before you come into Moab from the north. Um, I can't, don't quote me on that one because I'm not sure if that's really that park, but there is one of them right before you come into town of Moab. Uh, but going south out of Moab, there's also, probably seen it in movies and different things, it's called the Hole in the Rock Home, kind of a little gift store, might have a gas station there, I don't remember, uh, but it's it's got a lot of crazy history to how that place was built and, you know, what its purpose, I guess, is there. Um, but just the, the Western United States in general, I mean, you've got places out through Nevada, Colorado, Arizona, California even has a lot of really cool places, uh, Yosemite Park, you know, I mean, just a lot of more Northern California, I would say has some really more wilderness type, uh, places to go visit. I mean, there's places I haven't been through parts of California redwood forest would definitely be one that i would wouldn't mind visiting before uh just too old maybe do that which got plenty of time to still figure that one out but just the great outdoors in general i mean there's a lot of places to to experience in the midwest and even the eastern coast i mean there's a lot of a lot of America's history was created on the East Coast. And, you know, just the old battle sites, you know, and just to be able to learn about the history of things that happened in America to get us where we are today. And just to absorb all that stuff and just kind of take it in and be able to see the actual places that some of this stuff happened. I mean, even across parts of the plains you know america's history is not perfect by any means but it is history and to know the history hopefully helps you appreciate more of where we came from and where we've come to at this point in our our american history uh but i guess for today more here in the in the west is more what I'm familiar with. Um, Utah, especially the Hiuentas. I mean, there's places up there you can access by vehicle on paved roads, and then find these hiking trails that take you off through just miles and miles of forest. And some of those take you up to some of these peaks that are, you know, 10,000 plus feet high. Uh, there's a lot of biking places as well. You know, a lot of the uh, the foothills here along the Wasatch Front are building or have built 
a lot of uh, biking trails, you know, hiking, biking, uh, whatever you whatever you're into, you can pretty much do it in multiple spots along the Wasatch Front that they've created in all these different biking trails and stuff. And from what I understood, I've talked to a few people up here in the foothills uh, on my little hiking expeditions that uh, are on bikes. And I guess there's actual apps you can download uh, that can give you trail conditions, you know, if it's muddy or if it's dry, if it's busy that day. I, you know, I don't know what all's on there, but it sounds like they have apps for the, the different trails maps for them uh the different conditions they have uh and the different starting points that you can access these trails from so i mean there's really endless possibilities out here in the west i mean a couple cool places i can think of uh are out towards like strawberry if you like to do fishing uh later in the year if you like to do hunting there's there's just so much area that it's hard not to find anything that you would be particularly interested in i mean we don't have the flat plains you know like the the midwest does you know start getting out you know east of denver out that way you know you end up getting a lot of flat cornfields uh wheat a lot of you know a lot of that stuff that they can grow out there and it's it's still something to to be able to see and just be like holy crap you know i mean there's like just cornfields forever or there's just wheat fields forever you know in certain places where it's like just as far as you can see along a lot of those uh major highways that run through there but you know a lot of the a lot of my growing up years was just here in the local mountains I mean, many, many camp trips I've taken up there. But I think that's really what we need to do after, you know, we've been, it's been a year now since they've, we've started with all this COVID stuff here. Lots of people have been, you know, just isolated. And you just start getting a lot of stress that starts building up, you know, especially with winter in certain parts of the, the states where you just don't get out in it a whole lot anyway just due to the colder weather and temperatures that it's almost springtime in a lot of these places the snow you know we're still going to get a few storms here and there still going to bring snow in but as soon as that's gone and you start getting in the 50s and the 60s and the sun's out the grass starts growing and it's just uh i don't know for me anyways i just start jones and i want to get out there and just get out into the fresh air away from the city away from traffic all that fun stuff and just relax enjoy the fresh air the smell of pine trees the smell of sagebrush whatever it might be in the area you're at that you've got you know a lot of places i go there's usually a lake or something close by that you can always go to Either do some fishing, whatever you're into. But there's a lot of places I haven't been, even for living in this state as long as I have, that I haven't really got to explore, or I've only been there short amounts of time. So, I mean, 
just plan on taking, a, even if it's just a day trip somewhere to just get out of the city, you know, when it starts warming up and you don't have to worry about mud and stuff like that. And just take a trip somewhere. I mean, get out into no man's land, you know, not too far. You don't want to get lost or have a breakdown or something and be stranded, but just to explore certain areas where you can just get out, throw out some chairs, if nothing else, and just relax. A uh, place I'd like to see a little more, too, of is Yellowstone. We was able a few years ago to do a trip up there and visit the western side of it uh, through the Wyoming part of it. It does, you know, covers up into parts of Idaho, mostly Wyoming, and a little bit into Montana. Um, we kind of went through the central and, I guess, southern part of Wyoming, Yellowstone. We kind of went out through. We went in the, the west entrance, came out down through, like, Jackson Hole. Uh, that's a long drive. <laughs> and, you know, we got to see quite a bit of stuff, but there's still a ton of that park that we didn't get to see. Um, it was... Oh, I don't know how many miles we traveled, but the park itself, I think, is just under 3,500 square miles. So it's, it's a pretty good-sized park. Um, one of the first, actually, I think it was the first national park ever uh, made. Well, let's see, right here it says, Ulysses S. Grant uh, signed it into law uh, March 1st, 1872. It was the first national park in the U.S. and is also widely held to be the first national park in the world. Oh, well, see, you learn something new every day. The park is known for its wildlife and its many geothermal features, especially Old Faithful Geyser, one of its most popular. While it represents many types of biomes, the subalpine sub forest is the most abundant. It is part of the South Central Rockies forest e ecoregion. Uh, yeah, so it's, it says 3,471 square miles. So that's, you know, that's a pretty good chunk of land. But it's still a small chunk in this, at the same time, you know, in comparison to just the average size of the states, you know, around it. But that's still, for a park, it's pretty good size. And there's a ton of stuff in there. Um, we only got to see, you know, parts of it, some of the big waterfalls. Uh, a lot of different, just like, I don't know what you'd call them, geothermal areas where they just bubble up or, I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to call them. Just, just the formations that come from, I'm, I'm assuming mostly just the hard water from all the mineral and stuff in it. It's created a lot of weird places. Um, the, I think it's Yellowstone Lake. Kind of sits right in the the middle of it, and it's it's a pretty good sized lake. But there's there's also bison all over the place in there. I mean, some of these places, you know, they have uh, wood trails that kind of just keep you out of the mud. Uh, that go up around some of these, I don't know, mud puddles for the most part. There's steamy hot mud puddles, but the bison are all over in there. You see them wandering around. I mean, some of them are pretty close to you, or they'll wander right up past you know 
Uh, we did get to see some elk. A pretty good-sized bull elk off the side of the road. Um, I did see a mama black bear and a couple cubs right before dark uh, on our way out of the park. Um, mostly, mostly bison though that you'll see. They there's a pretty good herd of them all over through there, especially the main parts of the the park. You know, through some of the more of the plains type areas of it, the rolling rolling hills parts of it. But it was it was pretty interesting. Like I say, there wasn't a whole lot that we got to see of the whole park itself. You know, it's 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 big enough that it takes a while if you're gonna stop at all these places and wander around. You know, and be able to actually see the the sights. Um, we went on the July Fourth weekend, which probably wasn't the smartest idea, but that's kind of sometimes when you have time off from work and whatever. It's the holiday weekends. Uh, if you can plan it outside of that, uh, it would probably be better. You're, it's still going to be busy during the summers. I don't know about right now with the COVID stuff going on. But it is definitely an interesting park. And there's a lot of places we didn't get to see. That Hopefully one of these days we'll be able to go camp in the park and then be able to travel from inside the park. Because it, it was a two-hour drive from Idaho Falls into the park just to the gate. So, I mean, you kill a lot of time just driving to it if you're not closer or inside the park, you know. So, anyways, that's that's Yellowstone. Here in Utah, we've got, you know, quite a few places as far as uh, Canyonlands. The, there's the, I mean, there's all kinds of, like, little little parks I guess that are more like just they're just features more or less than anything you know especially a lot of them in southern Utah sandstone features like a lot of the arches you know they've just been carved from wind and rain and whatever and formed these formations but they're still pretty interesting to see you have uh island in the sky uh that's where is that one let's see so I guess you'd be between, oh man, what highway is this one? I'm trying to figure out how to explain where this one is. So there's a Green River out overlook off of the one, um, so you're, I guess you're between the Green River and the Colorado River is kind of what this map looks like. That's the island in the sky. It takes you up, I think, on top of uh, kind of a a mesa, I think, if I remember right. I don't know if I've actually been to that one. Uh, Canyonlands. Okay, so there's Horseshoe Canyon. So the Visitor Center. Yeah, so you're off of the 313 Highway, off of the 191 to go to Moab from the north coming in um before yeah before you get into moab i think that takes you out to dead horse point too if i remember right uh could be wrong on that one that's called the canyonlands national park yeah so you're right in between the green river and the colorado let's see you got the needles down that way i haven't actually i don't think been to that one 
Um, let's see, what else is down that way? Island in the sky, canyon lands. Come on here, let's see. Well, I don't know, it's not really telling me what I was wanting to see here. St. George, you got St. George if you like shopping, warm weather. Uh, there's also Sand Hollow, it's a real popular one down that way. Um, Bryce Canyon's not really too far out of St. George either. Uh, through the mountains, get into you know pine trees, they have uh, a resort up there as well. If you want to stay in Bryce Canyon area and then be able to drive out from there. Uh, gas stations, you can rent four-wheelers, side-by-sides and stuff up there. Uh, they have plenty of riding areas up, down that way, I'm pretty sure. And it's just amazing to see, like, what erosion has created. <laughs> what was underneath the dirt once it was all washed away and you end up with just the, these rock formations and just the coloring of these different rock formations. Uh, Bryce Canyon, I've only kind of driven through there. I think if you go through there, you end up, you can go through Escalante through the, uh, what the heck they call it? The benches, I guess it is, of Escalante. I suppose there's all kinds of dinosaur bones and stuff through there. There's a lot of dinosaurs in Utah, uh, in different areas, especially kind of the central region, you know, south of Price. They have parks where there's actually, you know, dinosaur footprints in rocks, uh, bones and stuff, skeletons, a lot of vernal area out to the east of Utah has a lot of dinosaur stuff out there. They have dinosaur museums and stuff out there where they actually have all these different artifacts and stuff they found, skeletons or whatever. Um, let's see, Bryce Canyon, let's type that in. See what it gives us. Yeah, so Bryce Canyon National Park. Um, it is pretty wild as far as like the formations that were left there in some of this area. They have, let's see, Highway 63. And so this park's about just under... 56 square miles but it has uh, let's see where is it here it says it has the major feature of the park is Bryce Canyon which despite its name is not a canyon but a collection of giant natural amphitheaters along the eastern side of the Pontsagant Plateau okay there we go Pontsagant Bryce is distinctive due to geological structures called hoodoos, huh, I didn't know that, formed by frost weathering and stream erosion of the river and lake bed sedimentary rocks. The red, orange, and white colors of the rock provide spectacular views for park visitors. Bryce Canyon National Park is much smaller and sits at a much higher elevation than nearby Zion National Park. The rim at Bryce varies from 8,000 to 9,000 feet. Okay, so that kind of a, a breakdown of that part, but... It is pretty interesting just to see the different structures in that place. And like I say, I've only been able to drive through there uh, when I was doing some work down that way. So it wasn't really like I actually got to get out and check it out. 
uh, winter time down there. I mean, just Google some pictures of Bryce Canyon National Park, and they have different pictures of summertime, wintertime, and just just gives it a whole different look and feel different times of the year. But kind of the main point of this podcast is just to plan on getting out into the great outdoors wherever you're get, going to i mean like I say about every state in the united states there is some place you could go and enjoy just seeing the creations from erosion and different things that have caused formations or just just the natural wilderness of certain places I mean, there's a lot of places that just here, you know, up towards like Montana and stuff that I wouldn't mind going and visiting through where there's still a lot of, a lot of history with the Native Americans and the, you know, the the American armies and just, just all the different history of different battles and things that happened up through there and just getting to know and understand, you know, a lot of these things that realistically don't ever get taught in school anymore. And they kind of just get forgotten about for the most part. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I, I'd like to teach my kids is where where we came from. And, you know, even though some of the things that have happened in America are horrible, it's if you don't teach it, you can't ever learn from it. And that's usually when stuff repeats itself hit you know they always say history will repeat itself especially if it's not taught and you know if you don't know about certain things you can easily get sucked into them and recreate them without even knowing that it had already happened before so anyways just to get out of the city get out into the outdoors enjoy the scenery uh and relax get away from all of the the tension of work and just the the gridlock of traffic and whatever else um there's plenty of if you haven't fished i mean i'm not a huge fisherman but i don't mind doing it every now and then i mean I, i'm i'm really one of the i like to hike around and explore check different places out i mean take some binoculars spot and scopes check out the wildlife um, I do that a lot during the winter. Uh, I like to watch the deer, the elk, and the bighorn sheep here along the foothills. Kind of keep an eye on them. Make sure you're not getting any stupid people out trying to poach them. And, you know, if I get lucky enough, catch some coyotes. And just en- enjoy the peace that there is out there. And just kind of forget about the stresses of life. I mean, it's not easy for everybody to go and do this stuff. I mean, I, I've i just kind of always done it my whole life. So it's just something I'm used to. But uh, anyways, that was kind of my topic today. Is just to, I mean, you can you can get online and look up any of these national parks if you want to go to those. Or just camping areas in general. If you're just looking to go, want to go throw a tent out somewhere, 
and spend a couple days. There are places, though, that you want to be careful uh, researching first because certain places there are bears, but if you know the ins and outs of how to keep yourself safe from, you know, being bear food, uh, a lot of it is just not leaving food out for them to be able to smell and come in to want to check out. But if you got, if you can rent, a, you can rent trailers as well. I don't know how much they run, but just doing it for a weekend, throw a, throw a trailer behind you, pull it out somewhere and set it up. That's really kind of the, the easier way to do it. Cause you have at least some of your amenities that are all kind of in it. You have your water, a bathroom, uh, different things like that. And that's really kind of where I've gotten in life is just hook up the trailer it's got some amenities to it but if i you know i want to go out and explore you can just take off from the trailer you can you know take a four-wheeler or something whatever you got uh many trips will require some planning i would say just to Make sure you're getting the right equipment you want for different things you want to be able to do. Like if you do go hiking, uh, if you want to find campgrounds and be able to sometimes call them to make sure there's availability or reserve a spot. Uh, especially if you are taking a trailer and you want hookups or they can give you power and water there. Um a lot of times too you can find out kind of what the local weather's going to be like in certain areas uh f possibly for that weekend or even just currently you know if it's going to be hot uh to be able to plan if there's a place where there's hiking trails print out maps or if you've got the necessities to buy or have a GPS um, a lot of times you can get on different sites and download maps to certain places. And that's just a handy trail, especially, it, or a handy tool rather than if you're going to go to some of these trails that you're not familiar with to be able to track where you've gone, where you started from, and be able to get back. I mean, I, I can't stress enough how easy it is sometimes to get lost in certain places especially if you're not familiar with them that just having that tracking device on there to show your trail of where you came from you can follow that same trail right back out with your gps which is really handy um, some of the really fancy ones have radios in them as well so just in case something does happen uh, you are able to maybe possibly call out to get a hold of somebody and some of these places your cell phone just don't work i mean that's just the the nature of the geography in different places uh that you just don't get service so to have a have a radio sometimes like that does help or even find out you know if other people from the campsites or different places have one as well and maybe just you know make new friends that way but if you can, start planning now. I mean, like I say, spring in most of these places is just around the corner. Uh, if you're more in the southern states where it's probably going to start warming up a little sooner, and you might be able to do this right now.
you know some of those places will stay 16 70 degrees you know through the winters you get colder at nights but at least during the days you know it's pretty pleasant so that's all i got for you today plan your outdoor activities accordingly uh, be safe out there and enjoy the great outdoors thanks for listening